You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. Hey everybody, it's episode 200 of the Pimpcron Warhammer podcast, and I am excited to still be here nearly four years later. You know, 200 is such a fantastic number, the number of episodes that I've published, but the problem I always have is there's 52 weeks in a year, so the actual four-year anniversary will be, what, 208? So that's a little bit of a bummer, but 200 is still a fantastic series of podcast episodes and it's all brought to you by gamemat.eu and my beautiful sexy totally smoochable patreon patrons i thank you all very much if you'd like to join patreon.com slash pimpcron and i will keep bringing you quality editorial commentary on everything that i feel like bitching about that week about games workshop see this is why you come Anyway, what are we talking about today? We are talking about a guide to internet comments when people are discussing 40k. This will help you navigate that online space and you will figure out exactly what people truly mean. We also have the uh, Ridge Runner Hauler something from Necromunda. I forgot the name of it. Something 8 Ridge Hauler. And um, it's like a somewhat Mad Max style vehicle you'll see you'll hear about it in that segment and I will tell you whether I whether or not I want that then court is in session in the Tesseract mailbox Jamie messaged me and was asking my opinion on how he could resolve a miniatures hostage situation let's call it that and uh, what he should do should he go to the cops etc it's actually a pretty rough scenario for poor Jamie. And that is it. That's the show, people. So what have I been up to? Working real hard on Brutal Space. I got another gust of wind in my sails. Been fleshing out a little backstory. It's been a trickle for the last couple weeks. And I get like a paragraph done here, a paragraph done there. Because of, of course, this is my busy season at work. And uh, yesterday, I just sat down for several hours and just cranked out a bunch of stuff. So I'm pretty excited about it. I'm also starting to kick around the idea of a superhero brutality skirmish war game where you play, you know, generic superheroes similar to uh, you remember the old MMO City of Heroes where you make your own superheroes and they're generic and all that. I have always had a serious soft spot for generic superheroes and matter of fact i've got a rpg book right here next to me called villains and vigilantes have you ever seen that it was uh the cover art was 1981 and i know a lot of people have fond memories it's copyright 1982 i bought this at a flea market years ago and it's pretty cool it's um of course all these old RPGs are like super detailed and all that but it's cool and um I always like the idea of making my own superhero team and all that so I'm just kicking that around really the biggest problem is getting stock images or uh, artwork for the book if I were to do that um, but I've got lots of ideas already to make your characters more powerful than all the NPCs so that's pretty neat uh so brutal space is chugging along. And I've been working on my Star Trek ship. Um, TJ printed the bridge. I've not worked on the bridge yet because I'm painting all the little buttons on the engineering. 
and I've got corridors now, I've got quarters, I've got all sorts of stuff. I even have a bathroom, so I'm very, very excited about that. And I, that's about it. Um, at the club this week, we played uh, Brutal Mech, Brutal Kaiju, which is not out yet, but it'll be out probably 2024 is my guess. And it's exactly what you think. It's using the brutality system, but applying it to mechs and kaijus. And uh, that was a ton of fun. We ended up playing a 10-point game, and my one friend Trevor has been bugging me for weeks to, actually months, to play because he has this toy dragon from his childhood that he really wanted to play. And he wanted to play just that dragon. So his dragon is a 10-point model, and me and my buddy Connor each um, had... Well, actually, I had two models, and he had one giant model. And our three models versus the dragon, and um, some crazy rolling, naturally. But we ended up losing, and we were able to take off half or more of his hit points from the dragon. And uh, that stupid breacher, man, he was saving and saving and saving, and neither one of us took anything to bypass armor, which is unfortunate. We didn't have any like powers like missile, we didn't have any blasters... Um, didn't have any, like, um, aura abilities. We should have, but we didn't, because we just kind of threw stuff together. But it was a very fun game. And as his monsters rampaging through the city, we would, when he'd knock down buildings, we would take those buildings off and just leave, like, this outline, this footprint of a building. So that was really fun. Um, that is about it. So I'm going to let you get on with the rest of the show. And happy... 200 episodes to all the Cronets and the Crons out there. Um, we have some cake over here on this table. We have some juice boxes over on the, if you turn around, on the far table over there. And um, what else? Oh, we have cupcakes in the other room. They were sweating too much in this room. The other room's cooler, so the icing was just sweating. So help yourself. Um, we've got Domino's Pizza coming soon. And we bought enough for each of you to have just one slice. This is um, using the elementary school birthday party rules. So you're going to get a quarter of a cup of juice or a juice box. And you can have one cupcake and you can have one square small piece of pizza. Oh, shucks. Everyone stopped the podcast and clicked out of it. <laughs> Let's open the Tesseract mailbox. This is the Tesseract Mailbox, and this week we have a letter from Jamie. And this message came from a Facebook message from my page, Pimpcron, uh, facebook.com slash Pimpcron. Anyway, there's a little bit of drama going on between some friends over some Warhammer models, and that is when you call Judge Pimpcron. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. So... Jamie writes, so I was just listening to your talk about life, the meaning of it, etc. I really liked it. It was heartfelt and honest without being too biased in some way. Have you ever thought about adding a philosophy segment to your show? I understand that it is off-brand, but it might set you apart from other shows. Let's stop there, because the next part is the personal situation. Um, Jamie, I really do like philosophy. It's been a lifelong love of mine, and I spend a lot of time on it personally, I do not think I will ever add that to the podcast because, as you said, I really do think it's off-topic. I don't think anybody would come here to listen to philosophy when they click on a Warhammer podcast. So I do appreciate the praise, though. And I've had several people say that they like the segment and all of that. And occasionally I might sprinkle some sage advice 
um, in the Warhammer podcast, but it is not going to be a regular segment. So sorry about that. All right, let's get on to the meat and potatoes of this message. So I come to you, not with a Warhammer problem, but a personal one. If you don't want to read this on the air, that's totally fine. Well, it is kind of a Warhammer-related problem. I recently had a falling out with a friend because I lent him my Tyranids army to learn how to play a few months back. We were playing together and working together at the time, so it was a low-risk loan. But then he took another job that eats up a lot of time. Over the last few months, I have wanted to play my nids due to the new book coming out, and he has rarely returned my messages. I, uh, I'm sorry, the longer I wait to get my army back, the angrier I am getting. He blows it off and acts like I'm being unreasonable in this, and that he wants to keep playing with them, but they are my models, and him and I haven't played since his new job. So if what he is saying is true, then he has enough time to play with other people with my army, but not enough time to return half my messages or to play with me. I suspect that he is never going to give them back. We are talking 2,500 points of nids easy. I feel like I'm being... I feel like I'm... There's a typo here. I feel like I'm blowing this out but I also want my models. At this point, I don't even want to talk to him, but this is stupid. Am I in the wrong? What would you do about this? So this is a really, really tricky situation, Jamie. Um, You and I have been talking back in Messenger, but essentially what we came up with is that you don't want to come on too strong if you really do feel like this person has your Tyranids and they're not planning on giving them up, Angering them is probably only going to make things worse. So what you'll want to do, or what I would do in this situation, is try, go out of your way to be buddy-buddy with them again. Invite them, whatever, blah blah blah, and open up a new dialogue. Hopefully, and you explained that you had gotten kind of testy with him, but hopefully you haven't angered him to the point of holding your Tyranids hostage, because that's, this sounds so stupid, but it really is a hostage situation. He has something of yours that you put a lot of value in, and you don't want to lose them, you don't want to make him angry so that he just goes, oh, I'm never giving them to you. So, you might want to, I hate to say it, you may want to apologize if you were super rude to him, and maybe he is planning on giving them back. Maybe he just is busy with work. Maybe he's not holding them hostage or anything like that. Maybe he just is really busy. So you, a lot of times in life, when I think that someone's being rude to me or someone's way out of line or whatever, a lot of times it is just a misunderstanding. So The best thing to do so that you don't have egg on your face is that you approach it and give him the benefit of a doubt. Even if you secretly think he's going to steal your stuff, I would still pretend like I'm giving him the benefit of a doubt. Never accuse him of anything, anything like that. Then once you open up a dialogue, you may be able to, you know, say, hey, let's play together, whatever, and maybe you can mend it so well that you guys actually get to play. Now, you're going to have to be flexible in this. You have to meet him at the time that he can play, the place he can play, all that. So hopefully that will work for your schedule. Then when you're in person, you may be like, oh, by the way, I've got a tournament coming up or whatever. Can I, you know, have the Tyranids back or whatever once you're in person? Most of the time, it's really difficult for someone to tell you no, especially regarding your own stuff in person. And obviously, don't be super aggressive. You know, keep your ego and your pride in check, all of that, because... Just like a hostage situation, 
I mean, I don't think the I don't think the cops are really going to get involved with such a small amount of money. And I know twenty five hundred points is not a small amount of money to you, but as far as like you know larger society, I don't know how many dollars that is. But you'd have to. What I would do is I would probably, if you want to take it this far, and if all of your other options are exhausted. I would probably call the local police office and uh, police department and just ask them, hey, this is the situation. What can I do about it? But the problem with that is, unless you're like Andy from Toy Story and wrote your name on the bottom of every model, uh, I don't think they're going to be able to prove it's yours. And then it's just your word versus his. It's a very tricky situation. So um, with speaking to you a little further in Messenger, you said that he didn't give you any thievery vibes when you gave it to him and you've known him for a year or two so that's good at least he's not someone that you just met and then you lent him a 2500 point army right so i would say go the diplomatic route almost i mean nine times out of ten swallowing your pride and going the diplomatic route will always be the quickest easiest path to success typically um and see see what happens. You know, if you find out, if you can casually, if he doesn't want to meet you because of that reason, then casually find out where he plays. When does he play? Who's he playing with? And then you might want to show up there casually. Oh, hey, guys, you know, and, and, and pretend like you don't you don't know or whatever. Um, so that is what I would suggest. I don't know how much help the cops are going to be. And it's truly, I mean, that's, it's just really sucks. So I think the best thing you can do going to his place, like you said, you want to, uh, this is in our messaging, but you, you said you want to go to his place and key his car. That is not going to help anything. And you also, Jamie also acknowledged that that would not help anything, but, um, but keying his car is not going to get your models back. There's no part that he's going to be like, oh, oh, you keyed my car. Okay, here, have your models back. I'm so scared. Like that's not going to happen. And then then you keying his car is going to get the police involved. So I would not suggest that in the least. But um, hopefully through diplomacy, you can snag your things. And you know what you can do is try to just like, oh, can I have him back for a short time? I want to use him in this tournament. Oh, okay, cool. And if he allows you to do that, then you can ghost him. Now you have the power back. You have saved the child from the hostage, the hostage taker. And then you're like, well, screw you, do what you want then. And then you can get your stuff. Also, it would be nice if you spoke to him, if you're going to meet him in person and get them back from him. Um, like through setting a trap, showing up to his story plays at, or actually if you can get him to play a game with you. Another good trap is to have people nearby, have his other group of friends or whatever, and put him on the spot. Now, I know that's not polite, but sometimes you have to do this. So put him on the spot and go, hey, um, that my Tyranid army, can I have it back? And make sure you say that in front of other people so they can see how he reacts. And more than likely, unless he's completely unabashed about the whole thing, he will probably relent and give you your models back. And that is how you, like a secret agent or a hostage negotiator, that is the best chance of getting your models back. So hopefully this was helpful. And um, thank you for all the kind words about the philosophy, etc. And thank you for writing in. I, I mean, if this were something not Warhammer related, I don't know that I'd put it on the podcast, but it is actually Tyranids we're talking. There's, think of the Tyranids. Think of the Tyranids. Tyranids are at stake here. 
All right. Thanks, Jamie. And thank you all for listening to this segment. You can reach me at pimpcron at gmail.com or you can reach me at facebook.com slash pimpcron. Want that or want that not? Hello, everybody. It is time for Want That or Want That Not. And today we're discussing Cargo 8 Ridge Hauler for Necromunda. And if you don't know what that is, that's essentially, think of a sort of Mad Max style truck that will run across the wastes. And of course, it's got all sorts of guns and things like that. They've got several different areas where people can like stick out and shoot and all of that. But I'm going to try my hardest not to be overly negative over this because when I saw the price point, I thought this was pretty ridiculous for what you're getting, okay? I can see that this is a fairly large model. It looks to be... It's definitely taller than a Land Raider. I don't know exactly how wide it is, but it's as the length of a Land Raider and a little taller than a Land Raider. And the width probably is not the width of a Land Raider, but it's, it's a little hard to tell. There's really nothing to compare it to. So the price is $95 for what essentially amounts to a six or eight wheeled vehicle you've got several options and it is basically like a tractor trailer frame with one of those cargo terrain pieces in the back of it you remember when uh gw started selling those a couple years ago they uh they're just cargo containers like there's really nothing that screams necromunda there's nothing that screams warhammer anything like this matter of fact if anything, this looks actually like an action figure. This looks like something that your, I don't know, ragtag G, uh, I'm gonna say GW, GI Joe guys would be in. This is what it looks like. It almost looks like a playset. It is not nearly that big though, and I really don't see the appeal in it. It's just a truck that's housing a cargo container, and then you can supposedly kit bash it or uh, uh, customize it quite a bit. You know, make it six wheels, make it eight wheels, whatever. Put guns where you want, etc., etc. But for $95, good God. That is just crazy. This is this does not warrant this at all. Matter of fact, it's not even that interesting looking. It's totally serviceable. It's totally fine. But it is not anything. This seems to me like one of the lowest effort things they've done at a huge price point. So, and once again, I'm not trying to take the piss out of this, but it is just, wow, it is not great. The model itself is totally fine, but for $95, good God, I hope they kiss me first. So, another thing that's interesting is this is not actually actually about the Cargo 8 Ridge Hauler, but the Cargo 8 Ridge Hauler trailer is essentially the same chassis, it's like a trailer, with the cargo container on it, and it's got eight wheels and a hitch to be pulled behind your ridge hauler, and that's $60. $60 for something that you can't even feasibly, it can't drive itself? You have to tow it with a $95 vehicle? I don't know, man. These are totally fine. I just don't think they're super interesting, and they don't look neat or anything like that. It looks actually similar to something you'd see out of Star Wars. It's, you know, rickety and rough and all of that and kind of generic. But $95, no thank you, swipe 
left on this thing because this is just ridiculous. And here's what's interesting. Please explain this to me, okay? The cargo container, the ridge hauler, is $95. The trailer is $60. So let me do some quick maths here. Um, uh, $190. Oh, wait, no, not $190. $155. Right? Okay, $155. Or you can buy them together for $182. <laughs> I'm like, what? This doesn't even make sense. So, yeah, this is this is exactly it. So you can so this they're put together as the Ridge Cargo Eight Ridge Hauler Land Train, and them together you get the honor of paying an extra, an additional thirty dollars, roughly. How does this make sense? I don't know. Like, I really don't get what the appeal behind this is. And this is the typical GW bundling that is always laughable. Um, they haven't pulled this off for several years, but they used to do this all the time. They used to be like, oh, one-click bundles is what they call them. Oh, one-click bundle. You can buy all this stuff and waste your very valuable time clicking on each one of these to add into your cart, and it would be $200. But for a cool 250, you can just click once and add it to all to your cart. Like it's just, it's just dumb. It's not impressive. It's just dumb. So, I mean, listen. If you like very generic wasteland vehicles, I would definitely suggest you buying the uh, $95 Ridge Hauler. And if you've gotten a bonus recently, and you're like, "Damn, what am I going to put this to? I'm going to put it to charity." I'm going to put it in my savings and I'm going to, you know, pay for the extremely high gas prices. Am I going to? No, no, no. You know what? You should buy that trailer. And if you got a real nice bonus, you should just splurge for the one click bundle and pay an extra 30 bucks to our Lords and Saviors GW. Oh, man, I don't even know. I don't know where they get off doing that, but. So that's definitely, I want that for the Pimpcron. I'm going to buy four of those bundles. No, it's 100% I want that not. Now it's time for Real Talk with Pimpcron. Hey everybody, it's that time again, and today we are covering a guide to 40k internet comments. In case you're ever online and you see comments on articles or videos or whatever, now you're going to be able to decipher and see exactly what they mean. So I am your pride and joy, Pimpcron, and I'm doing this to help you navigate the unforgiving waters of the 40k internet community. This is a handy, dandy notebook for noobs and veterans alike. Write it down, print it out, hand it out, spread the love. We hear lots of things being said on the internet. All sorts of things. Have you been on that thing? The internet. It's nuts. It's like everyone is angry, horny, and snarky all at the same time. The following is what I've found while dragging myself through the mud that is 40k groupthink internet mentality. Quote, My army is unplayable. Okay, that's the first one. And a very common one if you've spent five minutes on the internet. This is usually one of three things. First thing, 
The person saying this is bad at the game and doesn't know strategy. He smashes a bunch of stuff together to make a list out of crayon and toilet paper and then just rolls some dice. He can't even spell synergy. By the way, it's got two Ys, just FYI. He pushes some models across the field and then he dies. He's mad because, clearly, Napoleon is his animal spirit and it couldn't possibly be his fault that he lost. So his army is unplayable. Sure, we've all been there. You know that person that's in your gaming group or that group of people that's in your gaming group. And you know that every time a game goes badly, it is always blamed on the dice. It is always blamed on their codex. It's always blamed on the FAQs for the other books. It's always blamed on whatever. It's never, ever their fault. And all of it was a foregone conclusion. Now, number two reason why... Someone might be saying, my army is unplayable. The person playing it used to play this army during an older version of the game or an older edition of his codex. With every new codex, they change stuff here. They change stuff there. Sometimes this makes an army play very differently and then people just get mad. I can't really blame them. They want to play the game the way that they want to play it and they get mad because it doesn't work anymore the way they used to play it. I totally understand that. But that's kind of like complaining that your old TV remote doesn't work with your new TV. I feel for you, but you gotta roll with the changes. That's also another reason why I don't like when Games Workshop makes codexes that are very one-trick ponies. I think one of the perfect codexes that you could make would be something that you can play tanky, you can play horde, you can play range, you can play melee. I mean, there's a million different ways to play it, and that keeps all of the fan base happy. Now, the final reason why someone may say, my army's unplayable online, is that the person plays casually and fluffy in a very hardcore gaming group. Let's be honest, not all codexes are on the same power level, and not all players are the same skill. If your gaming group playstyle doesn't match yours, it will feel like your army is completely unplayable. That's just true. Now here's another comment that you see on the internet. That army's broken! The person complaining plays with a person or a gaming group that doesn't match his playstyle. See above. The sea of competitive gaming that he's swimming in is a bit too strong a current for this little fish. Any army having nasty overpowered stuff doesn't mean the asshole behind the army list has to bring three of them if their opponent is bringing a fluffy list. It's amazing how just switching opponents who have the same army can make the army go from quote-unquote broken to quote-unquote normal. Now... One of my favorite things that I love to hear, especially when I was in eBay and all of that stuff in the years past, pro-painted. Yes, something is pro-painted. According to the internet, everything is pro-painting. This is a term that is plastered all over eBay when selling a model that has even a drop of paint on it. Of course, it gets overused, but generally speaking, it means a model painted to at least tabletop quality. In sales, it doesn't matter so much if your claims are true, it's more about grabbing attention. Lines get blurred, it's like the whole thing with used car dealerships that always gets me laughing. Some dealerships call their stock okay used cars, 
while some are, quote, gently used and others still are, quote, pre-owned, they all mean the same thing. They're probably all just okay. <laughs> like, they're used cars. What do you expect from me? But the pro-painted thing really does get dragged out a lot. And I've seen some absolutely horrendous things done to models in the name of, quote-unquote, pro-painted. Here's another one, a common one. He's a power gamer. Red, he's an asshole. Once again, see above to all the things I've already mentioned. Didn't you learn anything from Albert Einstein? Everything is relative, and wargaming slurs are not different. If said power gamer is in a gaming group that matches his playstyle of using dice to crush the spirits of others, then he wouldn't be called a power gamer. He'd be called, I don't know, Simon, or whatever his given name is. Even though whack players may all seem the same, they are actually different people. Go figure. Different parents and all. They all just happen to speak bruh. Here's another one. You're a GW fanboy. Gosh, if I had a nickel, well, I guess I'd have about five cents. I feel like I lost the metaphor. Anyway, somebody in my position, you know, savior to the masses, icon of perfection and whatnot, but mostly a 40k podcaster, uh, used to be blogger, YouTuber, 40k personality, let's say, gets called this every other week. If you say anything nice about Games Workshop it uh, to a jaded player or an ex-player, you are suddenly a fanboy. It's their attempt to discredit what you're saying by saying that you'll, you'd love anything GW does. You see, no matter how correct you are, a miniatures game company has personally injured this person in some terrible way. So don't you dare take up for their archenemy. Jokes aside, this adult misses the fun they used to have with this company's games and is upset that things changed. I mean, who can really blame them? Everything changes in life and humans generally have a hard time coping with change. Here's a pro tip. Instead of being jaded, try to remember why you enjoyed their games. Was it the camaraderie with fellow gamers? Was it the game mechanics? If you're being honest, you probably just miss that part of your life, and it's tinted with nostalgia. But whatever your issues are, let other people enjoy the things they like, and that goes for when we call people power gamers. I guess. No, no it doesn't. I take that back. Do as I say, not as I do. And finally, a comment that you constantly hear online, whether it be on Bellwall Souls or Spiky Bits or YouTube or Instagram or anything. Just, it's almost a spam bot at this point. Everybody is constantly saying, I love Pimpcron. Pimpcron's the best. My mom fantasizes about Pimpcron. My wife called out Pimpcron's name when we were being intimate. My first child's name is Pimpcron. Pimpcron's so funny. Pimpcron's the only reason worth living. You constantly hear those comments, and while all of that is probably right, it gets a little old. You know, the constant adulation, the constant praise, the constant fanfare, the constant hero worship. I mean, yes, I am a hero, and yes, I'm worthy of being worshipped, but, you know, it just gets kind of old after a while. Just like any top name celebrity on my level, such as, I don't know, Jack Nicholson or Andy Samberg or, you know, 
Daft Punk, any of them, uh, they all feel the same way. You need to just cut it with the Pimpcron compliments. I had Jack Nicholson email me just the other week, and he's like, oh, I I had an article written about me and a new role I'm going to be in, and all the comments said was, I love Pimpcron, he's so great. And I'm like, sorry, Jackie, them's the ropes. Thank you to all my beautiful Patreon supporters, smooches, and thank you to GameMat.eu for supporting the show. I really appreciate it, dog. See you next week.